the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Coming in hot, just like the fajita. I write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to this week's edition of Black and Right Radio on AM560. I'm the host, John Anthony, and I'm coming in hot. I've been away for two weeks. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Jeannie Ives and Kathleen Murphy for taking over the first week. Uh, if you guys didn't um, see that show, Go to 560theanswer.com, go to the podcast, Black and Right, and download it. And I also want to thank uh, one of the sponsors of this show and CEO of Matrix Home Solutions, Nick Richmond, uh, for filling in last week with Jeannie Ives as well. It was, uh, it was a pretty good show. So if you haven't um, seen any one of those shows, please go and um, download them. And um, you won't be, uh, trust me, you'll, you'll love that I told you to go down. Uh, Doug, welcome, man. Haven't seen you in a month of Sundays. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to see your face. All your jokes, even the corny ones. <laughs> Guys, I mean, so much stuff has been happening in, 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 in not just the state of Illinois, but the world in the last couple of weeks since I've been going away from, from, from the airways. And, um, I mean, I see COVID is back now. Uh, I filled in for Dan Proft um, last Friday, I think it was, and with Amy Jacobson. And we we talked about COVID in every aspect because I, I think I see now that it, it's made its return. But I guess you know at Lollapalooza, I guess you know it's not there. Is that what, is that what's happening? So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking with um, somebody I'm I'm really thrilled and honored to be talking to Bob Woodson of the Woodson Center. Uh, I think he has um, when it comes to all things civil rights, when it comes to giving a message to Black America. Because I think sometimes when you look at what the message is to black America, it's always, you know, shown in the, in the light of the shootings. But there are many black people who are very successful that doesn't get much tick as the shootings and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm going to be talking to I'm going to be talking about what's about that. The state of black America, you know, what's next for black America and how do we how do how do we highlight more of the success stories of black America? Um, we're going to be talking to Stephanie. I hope I say her last name right, man. Stephanie Moresco from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance. Um, they're upset about what's happening in Kane County and the, and the voting irregularities that were found, allegedly found. Uh, so we're going to be talking with them. Thomas DeVore, my good friend, the attorney who sued Pritzker, he's going to be calling and talking about, um, did you know 
and I'm, I'll tell you guys who I'm saying. Who did you know? If you look, if you're looking at the YouTube YouTube feed, you know who's in the in the studio. But my daughter Kylie, when she was um, somebody got COVID on her bus, they quarantined her for ten days. Well, I didn't know that that was a process to this quarantine. Tom DeVore is going to join us in the second hour to talk about that. And we're also going to be talking to Jonathan T. Gilliam, former FBI guy, uh, expert podcast, for, filled in for Ch- Sean Hannity numerous of times. We're going to be talking to him about this January 6th um, <laughs> inquisition that I think just happened going on on Capitol Hill. But, you know, that's the show. That's the rundown of the show. So please stay locked. It's going to be a jam-packed show. We're going to be talking about a lot of good things that's happening Right here, not just in America, but in the state of Illinois as well. So, Troublemaker. Hey, hey, hey. Did you go over to 820 AM and they um, they jacked you up? Is that why their hands looking all wrapped up no, and bandaged? No, no, no. I'm done with them. Uh, no. I, I did something stupid. I did something only women know how to do. I played around. Hey, oh, you better not say that like that. Oh, no, it's the truth. <laughs> I played around with scented candles. After I uh, burned myself, because I didn't know how to put the candle out, I called all my guy friends. I said, uh... Have you ever played around with candles before? Scented candles? They said, what's wrong with you? You're doing chick stuff. They didn't say chick stuff. They said the other word. And I said, you know what? I did not know how to put the candle out. The wax was building up. I didn't want it to get on my table. So I tried to pour it into another glass container and I burned my fingers. I burned them. Second degree burns. Then my brain started working. You know, then I took a a, a glass cup and I put it over the candle and it went out. It's funny how your brain works after you do something stupid. Well, you know, you know. <laughs> it's my second time. I and mean, you go over the, you go over to the the den of of of, of liberalism, progressivism, Marxism. So you know, I, I play with fire I, all the I time. I think about you know, something wrong. Something's wrong with you already. Uh, but you know, I, I'm also excited to have uh, a friend of mine in the studio. Uh, he's running for governor of the state of Illinois, Gary Rabine. Welcome back to Black and Right. Thank you. It's awesome being here, buddy. So, um, you you just um, where were you? You just left a biking a bikers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a little Harley ride. Yeah. Where was it at? So it ended in Villa Park. It started in St. Charles. Oh. And, and was this for uh, policing, um, yeah, uh, first a, responders? It, there was a group that went off. There was veterans, mostly veterans. It was all about veterans and veterans' causes, yeah. a great veterans' cause, actually. Um, and then the, the next one was uh, was a, a new a new group that had veterans as well as uh, Latinos. Yeah. Latinos uh, that uh, they are supporting veterans yeah. also, many of which are veterans as well. Yeah. And so two different groups, but I went off with the, the group to Villa Park was where he ended, and no. uh, nice ride. See, I, I haven't seen you in a while, so I wanted to catch up with you, because um, how's the campaign going? Is it is it everything you thought it would be, or is it just like, whoa, this is a lot? <laughs> yeah, it's way better. It's way better. I was expecting a little bit of work. It's a lot of bit of work, yeah. right? I was expecting uh, everybody to be really nice to me always, and uh, that's not always the case, but overall... <laughs> Overall, a lot of nice people out there on the trail. Way more yeah. nice people than otherwise. I don't think it's so much the people. It's probably more the media and the, and the people who, 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 who are trying to get those gotcha moments. Absolutely. Because um, that, that happens so much in politics. Gotcha. Now I'm yeah. going to make you look stupid. That's right. But that's not who you are. No, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a politician. So I yeah. might say a thing or two that uh, if, if you hear my whole conversation, you'll understand why I might say something. But sometimes they only take the part of the conversation... That doesn't sound so good, right? So. First off, I want to say I'm loving these shirts that you guys are coming into the studio with. What does that shirt say? 
Yeah, so you know, this is my my back the blue shirt, bud. I mean, it's a Rabine for governor with the blue line, right? And the back is the state of Illinois, and back the blue, man. That's well. You hear me talk on the radio. I get straight to the point. Out of a ten step plan, give the people three steps. The first three steps of your agenda when it comes to being governor of Illinois. Yeah, you know, so you you may or may not know, right? I'm a business builder. Some right. people say you're a businessman. Yeah, I'm a businessman, but I'm a business builder. I was a businessman for twenty years running my business like you know most of our small businesses do, in the business every day, busting your butt every day, right? Not really duplicating yourself, not really creating enterprise value. That was the first 20 years. The last 20 years, I've been building businesses, building leaders, right? And that's brought me to today where I know I can build leaders, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong leader. I can build leaders around me to lead the state to do three things. Number one, create jobs again. Wouldn't that be amazing? Not just the jobs are wide open, people aren't taking on right now, but create jobs instead of losing the 50,000 jobs that are leaving our state every year. Create jobs. That's number one. Number two, our property taxes are the highest in America, right? Maybe number two. I think it's number one, but either one or two is pretty bad, okay? So crush property taxes. And I've got some methods. I've got, I've, I've got some, a team, some teammates that are the architects of this across the country that know what they're doing. Number three, it's serving our families again. Serving our families with, with real Real public safety. How about real public safety and what it takes to, to, to deliver that to our families, right? And then lastly, I mean, part of fa- serving families, there's two, two components to that. It's, it's allowing our kids to go to school in schools that are not indoctrinated, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, schools where the communities are, are, are leading these curriculums, not, not, Springfield, not Springfield, Illinois, not our legislators. So those, those are three things right Thank there. You. you gave me a bonus. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that one. But, Gary, you have a, 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 an amazing backstory. That I don't think you talk to talk enough about about just how as a business owner, um, you get, we got about an hour, a minute and thirty seconds. Speak to that business owner who's struggling right now, who because you've been there, you've been there, especially on with, with the decisions that are being made by this governor in particular, and how he's making it hard for just normal everyday people who are trying to work hard. Yeah. So business itself, if you got a business, right. Find somebody that's the best in the world in that business. Befriend them. Find mentorship from them. I think that's the most important thing is knowing you're not, as, you're not the smartest person in every room you walk into. So therefore, find the people that are, that are, that are super smart that spent the 10,000 hours or more in the space that you want to be great at, and you'll be great. That's, that's a simple thing. And, and I think leadership is all about that. Finding people, the best minds you can find in the world or the country, to serve your customers, to help you serve your customers. In this, in this, in this case, it's a governor serving our, our, the state, our citizens, and boy, you know what? I'm going to find the best minds in the country to be on my team to serve those customers. And the same thing in small business, really. Yeah, because when you look at, and then with this second wave coming, you know, now, I, I, I mean, we're going to need some strong leadership in Springfield, like we have in Florida. You know, I, I, we got to go to break, but this, I, I think of DeSantis, mm-hmm. somebody who's willing to make those tough, hard decisions. That's in, 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 that's for the best for every Floridian. That's what we need here in the state of Illinois. Hey, guys, coming up next, we're going to be talking to Stephanie Moresco from Three-Headed Eagle Lions. Um, something's up in Kane County when it comes to voting irregularities. And um, Jim Oberweiss is upset about it, too. Uh, you listen to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Switch 
just switch your attitude. Go ahead, level up. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, the troublemaker himself, Verlon Galloway, and candidate for governor of the state of Illinois, Gary Rabai. Um, Gary, and I think this is something that, that, that's going to be very important to our next guest to you as a, a candidate that's running for office in the state of Illinois. Um, you know, I was reading, I, actually, I saw the video of, of the speech given by our next guest. Then I, I, I went and read a, a Edgar, Edgar County's Watchdog article about voting tallies and irregularities uh, point to serious problems in uh, Kane County. Um, so I, I, I think st- um, nobody can do a better job than Stephanie explaining what happened. Stephanie Moresco from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance, welcome to Black and Right. John, thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I'm a big fan. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Now, Stephanie, what's now? I know John. I know. Uh, I think he's former uh, clerk now, John Cunningham. Correct? No, he's. Oh, he's still correct. there. Okay. Now, oh, I, yeah. I I know him. Uh, I've always known him to be a man of integrity. So when I heard this, that what was happening in Kane County, uh, John Cunningham is a Republican clerk out there in Kane County. I was like, whoa! I gotta have. And I was talking to my buddy Chad. And I said, let's get him on the show. Uh, Stephanie, what's the problem? What's happening in, K- in Kane County? And, and, and talk to the people so they can really understand, because I saw Bobby Python was out there, um, and Jim Oberweiss is still upset about what happened, because he believes these, this, I think it's one, six precincts, six precincts where he believes it can overturn and he'll be congressman, Jim Oberweiss, correct? Yes, that's correct. Oh, my goodness, John. Uh, there's a lot to go over in a short period of time. So... Our election integrity team has been investigating the 2020 election really in earnest since January of this year. And, you know, at first, you know, all of us, like you, it sounds like, we trust our elected officials because that's who we put our trust in. And but what we found was just unfounding. Okay, so let me just start off with a few kind of the big ones and kind of where Overweiss is coming from. Uh Um, In the 2020 election, Kane County issued zero provisional ballots. And for those people that don't really know that much in some of the language, a provisional ballot's given to record a vote when there are questions about a voter's eligibility to be able to vote. Now, here's the kicker. In the state of Illinois, there are 102 counties. Of those 102 counties, Kane is the only county which issued zero provisional ballots, including Cook County. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Let me explain to you, John, why that's significant. It's for two reasons. Let's say an individual was was allowed to vote, but they were not able to identify their or verify their address or show their identity to be who they say they were. They were still allowed to vote, which means those of us who were able to verify who we said we were, that disenfranchises us legitimate voters. Furthermore, the flip side of this, we have multiple reports of voters who came to the polling place, yet the poll book said that they had already voted by mail, and they argued the fact and argued the fact, and despite that, they refused to allow them to vote provisionally. But the Illinois um, state constitution says that they are required to, according to election code, 10 Illinois CS 1710. Wait, Stephanie, Stephanie, let me stop you right there. Now, we have laws for a reason, correct? And if yes, people sir. don't follow the law, I mean, how, I mean, that wasn't challenged with John? Well, here's the thing, though. We have gone into the county clerk's office specific, 
specifically have sat down with Mr. Cunningham, Mr. Brian Pollock, and Mr. Raymond Esquivel, and Mr. John Dugan, who is their attorney. Yeah. We have asked these questions. And quite frankly, John, we didn't get a clear answer. They just talked around in circles. They were very polite. They were very cordial and courteous. But we came out of that meeting with more questions than we had before we went in. How you doing, Steph? We trust them to hold up our our laws. And looking at the data, I'm not so sure that happened here. How you doing, Stephanie? This is Verlon Galloway. See, this is an issue that really burns my bottom. We have a guy sitting right here, Gary Rabine, that's running for governor. Now, when he gets to the general election, they're going to pull these same shenanigans with these these uh, ballots, these mail-in ballots, because you see how what they're doing with COVID. They're trying to start it all up again, scare people so they can yep. get, uh, get ready to send in all of these mail-in ballots. And he will not be, be able to win if they're letting all these people send in these ballots without proving they are who they say That's they right. are. How do we stop that? I know it's some conservative states and some Republican states. They're putting the kibosh to it. But how do we put the kibosh to it here in Illinois so this guy can have a fair chance in, be, in becoming our governor? Well, I guess I would say, first and foremost, we have to have an awake public. We have to have a public that's willing to engage and not just write Illinois off as, oh, it's a blue state and there's no sense in trying because it won't matter anyways because politics is corrupt. People have disengaged and that's what's allowed the criminals to get away with the crime. And I'm not saying they're criminals, but what I am saying is that you don't let bank robbers audit the bank robbery. Like, <laughs> There should be transparency in our voting system. I mean, it's based on the law, and we as normal citizens have a right to ask for those answers. And so far, we have not been given the correct answers. And in my opinion, that's wrong. We should be able to hold them accountable, and I think we need to talk to our county boards. I think we need to talk to the Kane County Clerk's Office. We need to have legitimate verifiable answers that both sides can see. And that's why we actually requested a third party independent forensic audit of the 2020 election of which we've gotten railroaded and shipped to one committee and then not heard and no real answers. Stephanie, how, how many different ways do you, are, are you finding that that fraud could have happened besides provisionary uh, ballots? What else are you seeing? How you doing, Gary? It's good oh, to hear from you. Nice to, uh, nice you, know, you too. Thanks for all you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. You know, I have to tell you, unfortunately, Gary, there's a lot of different ways. Like, for instance, I know one of the biggest things from uh, the notice of contest that was filed by Jim Overweiss with the U.S. House of Representatives of his uh, congressional district in Kane, there were 39,647 ballots. When they looked at those mail-in ballots, none of them were initialed by a Republican or a Democrat judge. Now, the county clerk's office is saying they got around that because the law doesn't require that. However, here's the interesting fact. Out of the 15 most populous counties in the state of Illinois, including Cook County, every single one of those counties had those ballots initialed by both a Republican and a Democratic judge. So that kind of helps ensure the integrity of the ballot that somebody's looked at it to make sure it was on the right paper, that it had a serial number, all that sort of stuff. So we're going to have to demand that they have some extra checks and balances is what we're going to have to do. If you're just joining the show, we're talking with Stephanie Moresco from Three-Headed Eagle Alliance. Uh, They're pretty much a a new watchdog uh, against uh, not just government, just government integrity and ethics. So I I actually had had the opportunity to speak up there uh, probably last, last winter, I believe it was. But Stephanie, have you yeah. noticed? Have you seen? Have they been trying to silence you? Because I think yes. I think one of the one of the hallmarks 
of the American Constitutional Republic is the ability to speak. And I think you're starting to see so many people putting their muzzle. That's why I, I, I think these face masks are a perfect example of what our government is trying to do. They're trying to muzzle us. Mm -hmm. They're trying to stomp out all dissent. Anybody that has an issue with government, uh, I've seen this in other, you know, countries, but now it's Mm -hmm. coming here. How has, how has the muzzling been going? Because I know they muzzled Bobby Python. I know that for a fact. Yeah. What have they done to try to muzzle what you guys are trying to do? Well, I can tell you that any of the local newspapers are unwilling to cover us, point blank. They won't. And then, in fact, I even got contacted by a blogger who asked me for a response, and I gave it, and he refused to publish it. He wouldn't do it. And then uh, the Beacon published an article that didn't even ask us for, for a response. We wrote an editorial response back, and they won't even respond to us. And to be, in my humble opinion, what they published in that article was they were economic with the truth. Wow. Of course they are. Mm -hmm. And when we got shifted to committee, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. What's the next? We got about 45 seconds. What's the next steps? How can people get involved? How can people help? Um, Is there something? What's the next step? Go ahead. You know, the next step we're going to be doing is a real public relations campaign. So we need people actually to help volunteer to get out information, help educate the public. We also need people to help canvas because we're getting ready to canvas. So if anyone is interested, we'd love that for them to connect with us through our Facebook page or through Telegram. Also, they can email me directly at Stephanie at threeheadedeagleallianceagle.com. We need volunteers. We need people to engage to get our is country there a back page? and get our county back. Is there a Facebook there is. page? It's Three Headed Eagle License. Yes. Stephanie Moresco, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Um, we have thanks to protect. For having me. We have to protect our constitution. Keep it up, Stephanie. Thank yeah. you, Gary. You too. <laughs> That's Gary Ray Bine. I'm in in studio with Verlon, the troublemaker. Um, fight for this republic, guys. Fight for it. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, Verlon, the troublemaker, Gary. Gary. And candidate for Illinois Governor Gary Rabine. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Um, I, I'm really, I'm really, I've, I've followed our next guest for years, and he has been one of the greatest black voices uh, in America. And I, I, I'd be, I would probably wouldn't be wrong if I say international when it came to how to deal with the issues that affect urban centers. Um, and someone who's done it in a way that didn't look towards victimhood, but look towards people who are making differences. And it's one of the messages that, that, that I grabbed hold to when I was younger. And I think that's why I became a Republican today, because growing up, all I ever heard was how bad my community was and that I had to depend on government if I ever wanted to make it out of my community. And voices like Robert Woodson Sr., who is the founder and president of the Woodson Center, um, this center works to empower local leaders in troubled neighborhoods to increase the public safety, spur upward mobility, and inspire racial unity in America. He has a new book out. Guys, go get it. It's called Red, White, and Black, 
Rescuing American History from Revisionists and Race Hustlers. Mr. Woodson, welcome for the first time to Black and Right. Yeah, pleased to be here. Pleased <laughs> I, to be here. Hey, I played that song for you. I hope, hope, hope it was a good song for you. <laughs> oh, you know it. You know it. Um, I was smiling when I heard it. <laughs> I have I, I have you for a couple of sesh, a couple of segments. So I want to first start start out with 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 your assessment, your assessment of the state of Black America to today, and what's what if, if and if, if your assessment is a, is a good one, I want to know how do we continue to enhance that, sir. Well, if you're Al Sharpton and you can fly into a protest on a private jet and you're Maxine Waters, and you can come from a $3 million home to participate in a demonstration led by a woman from Black Lives Matter who lives in a $1.3 million home to talk about how bad America is. Life ain't too bad. (laughs) State of Black America sounds good to me. (laughs) Same sounds back on there. But for those who are locked in these violent, drug-infested, troubled neighborhoods, conditions have gotten much worse. Yeah. And and so you cannot generalize about any group of people, black, white, poor, rich, because whenever you do, you generalize about them and then you try to apply remedies. It always helps those at the top at the expense of those at the bottom. Mm. Ooh, absolutely. Absolutely, sir. And and when you look at I, I saw that. Now, I, what I want to know, 1776 Unites, which you put together, was that the same 1776 that was part of the platinum plan? part of what Tr- President Trump was trying to bring to black America? No, not at all. Ours was separate and apart from government. Uh, ours was strictly private. And ours to bring together independent-minded uh, blacks and, and, other, and activists uh, to offer uh, not, not a, an alternative debate, but an alternative vision uh, an aspirational and inspirational alternative narrative to the lies being perfect, uh, uh, propagated by 1619. Well, well, sir, let's let's go into that just a little bit. What 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 would you say is the major the major top three differences between the 1619? Because some of the people that are listening to my my show may not know what 1619 is. What's the major differences between 1776 unites and 1619 project? 1619 project was uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones of New York Times. She got together with some other black journalists, and they, they said that America's birth date is 1619, when the first 20 African slaves appeared on our shores. And as a consequence, America should be defined as a slaveocracy, and, and therefore all white uh, uh, are vic- victimizers and villains and uh, uh, suffer, I mean, have privilege, and all blacks are victims to be uh, pampered and, and, and compensated. And I don't know where you go when you say America is racism, it's in its DNA, you can't change it. Right. But we said, that, and also they make the false claim that the problems confronting low-income black neighborhoods of out-of-wedlock births and violence is a legacy of slavery and Jim Crow. That is not true. And our essays... We published when whites were at their worst, blacks were at their best. Ooh. After slavery, uh, when we were denied access to hotels, every major city had a black hotel. When we were in Chicago in 1929, we had 731 black-owned businesses, 100 million in real estate assets, and other cities prospered yeah. during the time of, uh, of segregation. So it's just not true that the problems 
that we're facing today in these as a legacy of slavery. And yeah. so we, we offered and so we offered proof in these essays that talked about if we were able to prosper uh, in the midst of, of slavery and discrimination and Jim Crow, the question is why are black low-income blacks failing in systems about their own people? Right. Hey, um, if you're just joining the show, we're talking with Bob Whipson from the Woodson Center, uh, civil rights activist, writer, writes for the, uh, the National Review. Uh, hold the line because this I, I love conversations for people who've been there, who understood what Jim Crow really is, and 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 can able to, are able to call it out for what what the left are trying to say today. We're living in Jim Crow. You listen in the black and right. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my guest co-host today, the troublemaker himself, Alain Galloway, and candidate for Illinois Governor Gary Rabine. How you doing, Mr. Woodson? Uh, this is Verlon Galloway. I'm doing good. <laughs> this is Verlon Galloway, and I just want to tell you, it's an honor to speak to you, and you are one of my idols. You know, it, it, it's hard for someone like you and conservative blacks like me and John, you know, to, to say the truth without it being spinned in some kind of uh, bad light. Now, I, I want to tell you what I do. I, I go around and I challenge other black people to see what is is and I want them to say what is is now I want to I want to explain what I mean by that okay throw out a subject like black on black crime okay now when I bring that subject up to other blacks they say there's no such thing as black on black crime because you have white on white crime Hispanic on Hispanic crime it's just crime it's a media generated term to make black people look bad so what I do is I go to the facts I lay out the FBI report I say, okay, we lead in all murders, we lead in all carjackings and all robberies, and we only represent 12% of the country. And you know what they do? They look me right in my eye and say, no black man can commit any crime worse than whites when they stole this country, raped our women, and murdered black men into the numbers of millions. Now, my question to you is, how do you intellectually engage someone like that when that's their mindset? You know, I, I really want to change black people's minds, but I want to do it intellectually without going low. But they go low, low and lower. And I ask them, what era are you living in? This is 2021. You know, when are you going to let it go? So I, I, that's my question to you. How do you intellectually engage black people that think that way? Well, first of all, one of the things that I do, I get a different messenger to make that message. We have 2,500 black mothers who are part of our organization who lost children to urban violence. These kids are died not by the hands of the Klan or any white person. Or the cops. They died at the hands of black people. Yeah. And when these mothers speak up and say, we are against defund the police, we are tired of seeing of burying our children, and that is an internal problem. If white America went to Europe tomorrow in Canada, tell me what difference would it make in terms of black people killing black people? That's what I would say to them. If white people were to leave tomorrow and all go to Canada and Europe, tell me how conditions will improve in our community. How would the murder rate be, be reduced? That's what you should ask them. Well, I had the same debate with Hawk Newman for about an hour. 
and and and, I, and that's the point. You got to point to evidence and say, "Tell me." Well, the and, whole- and 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 it wasn't always this way. It's- you realize that that in the in in the fifty years that black people killed more blacks in one yeah. year than the Klan did in fifty years. Good Lord. In one year, we killed more people than the Klan lynched wow. in 50 years. Wow. So ask them about that. Right. Mr. Woodson, I, I have a, a candidate who's running for governor. I, I, I think you met him. You might have met him before uh, at, at, at an event. Uh, his name is Gary Rabine. What, what yeah. would you say to a candidate that's running? He's a white guy. I should, let, me, let me say that. <laughs> he's white. <laughs> he's, a lot, he's a lot whiter than me, I should say that. Uh, but what, what would you say to somebody like, who's running for governor who's trying to take that message of prosperity into the black and brown communities. Uh, what would be your advice for someone that's running for office today? I would, I would tell him that a, a, a witness is more powerful than an advocate. I would get some black folks who uh, are living witnesses for what you're trying to, and let them make the case. Hmm. Wow. That's what I, that's all. That's what I do. When people don't argue with Bob Woodson, argue with the facts. In other words, experience always trumps an argument. Mm, that's sure. true. And, 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 and you should just quote. I mean, this is why we wrote these essays. So those, because you can say, well, these are what some black, uh, not just scholars, but activists see. I have ex-gang members uh, who are part of our organization who will tell you what life used to be like, how, why and how they were destroying one another. And it was redemption that changed them, not white people changing them. Wow, it's awesome. You know what, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Woodson, really my pleasure to be on with you. Uh, you're 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 an amazing guy, and uh, appreciate everything you, you've done in your life because you you made you've made such a huge difference in the, in, the, in the lives of so many. But you know, I, I had an organization called True Mentors, where we mentored young people from the uh, from from the tough neighborhoods of Chicago into being into understanding what leadership is, and we did it with business leaders, so people that have built businesses that have, that have grown businesses from nothing as well as some people that are just great leaders in business that cared enough to want to mentor young people out of, out of the inner city, out, out, you know, into great jobs, into great jobs or entrepreneurship. And the, and the results we had have been tremendous, worked really well. Um, 100% private sector, you know, nothing, nothing to do with government. I believe that could be, that could be duplicated and, and, and grown in a big way in, in Chicago to make a difference. That's, that's my goal. Yeah, but you should look at what happened in the Bronzeville section of Chicago in 1929. You should go back and look at pictures and and films. Seven hundred and thirty-one black-owned businesses, a hundred million in real estate assets in the Bronzeville section. Yeah. Hey, hey Mr. Woodson, can, can I, do you have um, time to hold over for the next segment? It's a, it's a four-minute yes, segment. Yes, I do. Because I want to talk yeah, about I, your, I want to talk about your book and and what and how did you come up with that title? Because and because what you're seeing across <laughs> because I, I I think I know why because what you're seeing across America is a is a rewrite of history right in front of our eyes and none of, not many of our leaders are, are calling this out when, when you remove statues when you remove all these things yeah. from our past we tend to repeat that past if there's if it's if there's no 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 indicator there left for the future generations so uh, uh, yeah i'll talk about that yeah we're talking to um bob woodson from the woodson center uh god i, I love this conversation i wish you could be here in the studio one day I'll get you here in the studio. You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. We'll be right back. Hey, Ron, I'll take your call after the break. Black and Right continues on AM560. 
Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon the Galloway, the troublemaker, causes all type of trouble every time he's on the show. Uh, and candidate for Illinois Governor Gary Rabine. Before we went to break, we were speaking with uh, Bob Woodson, who's the president and founder of the Woodson Center, a great institution that has that has that has uplifted so many black people throughout um, America. So, Bob Woodson, we're so happy to have you join us. Pleased to be here. And you know, your, your, your book. I mean, I've read it, and just the different essays that are in there. Uh, I mean, just it's the name of the book is Red, White and Black Rescuing American History from Revisionist and Race Hustlers. Go out to Amazon, wherever books are sold to get a copy. Um, what, what made you put this this group, this this book together? So to piss people off and they'll want to read it. <laughs> I love that answer. Uh, but let, let, let's talk about the revisionist and race hustlers aspect to it. Right. Because, because I mean, I think I personally, I think Verlon would probably agree with me. I think the white liberal woman is probably one of the most dangerous people when it comes to black elevation. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, I I, I prefer old fashioned bigotry. Oh, you know, because old fashioned bigotry was external. Yeah. But as 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 but but liberal white people who really believe that blacks should be defined by impotence are more injurious to us than anything the Klan could ever do. I agree. You know, uh, an external enemy is like a burglar. If they could break into your house, all they steal is what's there. But somebody who purports to be your friend, who's trying to help you, is like an embezzler. They have your trust, and then they steal everything you've accumulated over a lifetime. It's true. Well- and- and, and when, when you assault someone's self-esteem, when you convey a message to low-income black Americans that they're too weak, that they're mm. too impotent to be agents of their own uplift, and until unless white people do something or government does right. something, then they can expect no progress in their life. That is the most damaging, the most insulting the most injurious message anybody could communicate to a to a person. Ooh, amen, Robert. Robert uh, Gary Rabine again. I, I want you on my team, brother. I, you know, I, I've got uh, I've got all different uh, minorities in my family, black and brown, and 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 tell you what, I, I'm always wanting them to be inspired. You're, you're gonna. You, I know that one of my one of my nephews have read, has read your stuff, um, but I want to I want to I want to get to know you better. When I talk about clean, you know really doing the work we have to do in the city of Chicago and and the urban environments in our state. You know, you've got so many of the answers, and you're so well respected. How do I how do I contact you? Can, what, is it okay if I contact you sometime? Oh, absolutely! I look forward to it. We're trying to get our message out. Uh, we, we've got a good record of uh, going into some of the most drug infested, crime ridden neighborhoods, and and reaching leadership there, and helping to come up with solutions. That's what I'm working on right now. We. We, we're going to create a violence-free zone in some of the most dangerous neighborhoods in the country. Yeah. But we're going to start with one or two because we have already have a track record of doing it. The answers to the worst problems confronting black America today cannot be found by government or external. It has to come from within. We have got to confront the enemy within. It's not white police killing our babies. We are killing our babies, and only we can stop it. 
Wow. 100%. All right, I got you're on my team, man. I love it. <laughs> Mr. Woodson, we we running out. We got about 30 seconds. Uh, where can people contact you? Where can they find uh, any information about the Woodson Center? You can you can look on your internet woodsoncenter.org or 1776unites with an s.com. Yeah, Mr. Woodson, I I followed you on Twitter and Facebook. Please return the follow. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Mr. Bob Woodson, thanks so much for joining Black and Right. It's been an honor. Right, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Bob Woodson from the Woodson Center. Woodsoncenter.org. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560. Ron, I promise you, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't want to take any time away from Mr. Woodson. Uh, our top of the hour, Ron, I'm going to pick you up. And Jim, we'll be right back. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Radio, hour number two. If you miss hour number one, go to 560theanswer.com right now, download the podcast, click on the link of Black and Right, download the podcast. You don't have to be worried about any of the commercials if you don't want to, if you just want to listen to the show, no commercial, those are commercial free. Go ahead and download it. If you are listening to the show right now, do me a favor, share this link. There's a YouTube link on the Facebook, or you can go to YouTube itself. Black and Right Radio and share the YouTube link. Please do that. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be joined by my my good friend, uh, the troublemaker himself, Alon Galloway. And uh, I don't know if my blood pressure is going to be able to take this next call that's getting ready to happen because because whenever Alon's on with this guy, they go at it. Um, and I'm happy to have um, candidate for Illinois Governor Gary Raybine in here. You having fun? Absolutely. It's a blast. That Bob Woodson interview was a great interview, wasn't it? Man, he's a great man. Bob's, oh, my goodness. Bob's awesome. We need more Bob. And he's been there. He's seen it. And he can, and, and see, what they hate about people like him is because he's been there, he's seen it, he can swat away a lot of the lies that a lot of the people who you know are, are trying to perpetuate today, like, we're, we're still in Jim Crow. Really? And with, with that, Verlon, your buddy, Ron from the South Side. Ron, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, 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 good afternoon, guys. Hey, Ron, how you, hey, hey, how you doing, Ron? Listen, listen. <laughs> Ray, before, before you even you go there. You already. Uh, yes. Before you even go there, Ron, I just want to tell you thank you for taking off your mask and showing the people who you really are. You've been moderate, Ron, for so many years when you call <laughs> Dan and Amy's show. But once Trump got in office, you became Trump drunk, Uh-oh. Trump drunk, and deranged. And I'm glad people saw you, see you well, for who you are. Well, well, I just want to say I was I, I was conservative 25, 30 years ago. I'm no band on the radio station down station. So I, I'm interested in what is working for black folks. Now, let me make three points, guys. Go ahead. First of let all, him, wait, 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 I love getting different points of views. Now, I'm I'm not going to read my Buddhist book because I read 
Oh man, I can't think of her name now. Oh man, but she wrote the book, The Sum of Zero. And this is what she's saying. Oh, okay. See, white folks were very patriotic. All this anti American symbolism, it didn't occur to the 60s. And you, guess why? Because when black people started getting some kind of political, you know, they were able to gain some politics. So, so guess what? Then all of a sudden, guess what? Government is bad. But see, government helped white people. It built the suburbs, subsidies. But as soon as black people got a little, and, and look, trust me, I pretty much despise, particularly all the Democrats in this in this city and state. But let's just be honest, guys, with everything. So then when, when other people start getting some benefits from government, white folks say, oh, oh, oh no, no, we, we, well, no, we, we, we can't take government. That's my first point. Okay. Secondly, I, I, I'm conservative, but I am not Republican, because guess what? Just like they did. What's the black guy? Y'all got to help me out. Former quarterback. Oh, uh, J.C. Uh, Watts. J.C. Watts. J.C. Watts, Michael Read on what he said. He got to a certain point. It was Government was no different than corporate America. He got to a certain point, and Tim Scott is going to see the same thing. Make the third point. Okay, okay. The, the, the Republican Party is controlled by white folks. Oh. Lastly, you, you talked about a black guy running for um, governor. Let's see where the money goes. Willie Wilson ran. I thought Willie Wilson could would have been a Republicans would not spend any money. See what well, this Republicans said. Well, y'all keep voting for Democrats. When we y'all put some money behind a black candidate, guess what? That black Republican is running. They won't spend anything for him. The yeah. party now hey. as as look as. Uh, um, Colin Powell said. See, I'm a Colin Powell type. Right, get to the point. Come on, man. He, he said, he okay, said his point. three points. Wait, wait, you said, wait, no, okay, you well, said three wait, points. Wait, Rod, Rod, hold on. Okay, you, you okay, said, wait, hold on. Okay, hold on. That, that's it. That, hold on. Okay, I made him. Okay. Now, Verlon okay. wants to respond. So, Ron, no. let him respond. Number one, Ron, you're not a conservative. That's just a bold-faced lie. Let him respond. Okay, I reflect the... Let him respond. That means nothing to me. No, okay, no, okay. okay. No, go ahead, Ron. Hold on, Ron, he didn't interrupt you. I'm going to come down that station, man. <laughs> Wait, Ron. <laughs> Ron, let him... He did okay. not interrupt you, so let him... Let him no, you right. Number two, right. Number two, you've been bamboozled. I reflect upon a Malcolm X saying, a white liberal who you listen to on CNN and MSNBC and all the rest. I don't listen the to most, that. Right, don't you interrupted them. Whatever, whatever you, you on the phone, the anonymous blogs, they're white. I bet they're white. They're, they're liberal bloggers. I bet they're white. You get your information from somewhere. They're the most dangerous party or people on this planet because they're a fox. You think you can play around with them. But guess what? They have teeth, too. So you can see the wolf coming. But you love that fox, and they control you. You chase that fox around and chase him around, and you just want to play with them. But you know what? You're just a fool. You're going to get bit in the end. We're going to lose the greatest country on earth because of people like you that have been bamboozled and just swindled in by these white liberals. That's, That's what I have to say. Hello? Go ahead, Rod. Hello? Go yeah, ahead. go ahead, Rod. Go ahead. No, no, no. Dr. King, in his last book, Where We Go From Here. (laughs) Wait, 
said, Dr. King's last book, where do we go from here? Uh-huh. He's talked about the white liberal. I don't listen to that station, so don't. So you're making assumptions. What, I don't okay, listen wait, to wait, white wait, liberals. Wait, hey, Dr. Know, King, Dr. King said that in 1968. You know what he said? He said it cost us nothing to integrate lunchroom counts. He yeah. said it didn't cost us anything to come up with the civil rights. Bill and hey. the vote right. and you know who he said that would hey, and Rod, he wouldn't be able to count on when it came Rod, to economics Rod. the white liberal okay hey Rod so right, don't, don't put me in that Rod, camp right okay we're done we, we gotta be done with that I gotta move on I got I got another guest coming okay. on the show hey but, okay I enjoy you guys and we will work it out <laughs> we will Rod Rod thanks so much for coming <laughs> thanks, guys. hey but Rod guess what you're still wrong, though. <laughs> hey, man, we look here. We gonna get together. I, we, let's put something together, man. The three, but we gonna get together and have some fun. I'm with that. Okay, just try to do that. I'm with that, Ron. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being uh, just listening to the show, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, he got you. <laughs> <laughs> we lucky time ran out. He, you know what? I, I, I'm not gonna lie. He, he's right in one sense. He's right in the sense where he talks about. Republicans not putting money in black candidates. Philanise White, who ran for congressional in the first. I don't care if you don't think she can win. Even if that's your thought pattern. Invest in these people who are poop. You know how courageous a black person has to be to put their name on a ballot as a Republican in a lot of these blue areas. Invest in these people, Republican Party, state of Illinois and throughout America. Right? Yeah, well, you're right about that. Why not? Okay. Who cares if you don't think they... Oh, they can't win. So what? You never know. I didn't argue with them about that. Marco Rubio was 33% down against Frist when he first ran for for the U.S. Senate. 33% down. And he came back because he he got support behind him. He started getting grassroots, and then the party started getting behind him. And you know what? He won. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, even, even you look at the, the 40, how, the 40 rep seats in Illinois that no Republican runs in, right? Yeah. The 20 Senate seats, nobody runs in. Yeah. We got to find, we, we got to search the communities, right? And find the, 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 the black, the young black yeah. kids, young black stay at home moms, right? To run in these communities, Hispanic and Hispanic communities, right? We got to go after that. And we've got a method for that. Just and so Woodson know. said it. Go to find these mothers who lost their kids. Absolutely. Go and find these mothers who are sick and tired of these low-income um, centers of education, of indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, man, I'm telling you, the mother is waking up. Um, let's go to Jim before we go to break. Uh, Jim, Jim's a sponsor of the show. Jim, I appreciate you sponsoring the show. What's going on, brother? Well, it's always a first big and two of my favorite guys. Um, <laughs> A- anyways, when Whitson was on, I wanted to mention that with the 1690 Project, you know, it's always the thing about whites, but there were a lot of blacks that put other blacks in slavery in Africa. And there were also a lot of black slave owners in here in the United States. Yeah. Yes. And so this whole thing about being white is just, you know, in wet reparations, you know what? If you want to talk about this issue, you got to you know look at the whole picture because it wasn't just whites. It was blacks in Africa that put people on the, on those, those trips from Portugal or whatever. There used to be blacks for slaves for gold and slaves for guns and things like this. Yeah. But here in Illinois, uh, I think all the governor, all the governor candidates should be talking about getting rid of sanctuary city policies yeah. because Absolutely. this helps keep crime around and harbors crime and harbors criminals that otherwise wouldn't be here. Yeah. Sanctuary states got to go. Thank you so much, Jim. Thanks for joining, calling us, man. Jim always makes good points. He does. Uh, Candace, I'll take you after the break. You listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back. My dog is with it. 
back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, whoa, 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 making moves. I need some room, whoa, 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 it's always cold. We're doing a song, doing a song, hey, I'm the truth. Oh, they want some proof here, don't be rude. Something new, even when I lose, I make it look cold. Do the show, then we hit the room. Life is looking old, what to do? I don't need the shades up the line. There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem. But you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox. And a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to. But the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling and you take him for a friend. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Philon, did I hit it? You hit it. Thank you. I, you know what? I, growing up, I loved Malcolm because he was such a you know fighter. But the more I listened to some of the stuff he's had to say, now religiously, we, 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 we're not compatible, but his message, right? Oh, he was on point except for the part of being a separatist. Yeah. You know, he looked, he, he had after Martin Luther King and, and, and they came together on certain things. He started seeing the error of his ways, and he started becoming more of uh, being coming together with. Well, that's because he made people. that pilgrimage to Mecca, right? And he saw he saw he saw the lies of of, of what he was being taught, right? You know. So right, let's go to Candace. Candace, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, Vermont. Hi, hey, hey, how's it going, Candace? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 Candace. Wait. Hi, Vermont. Oh, hi, John. I'm an <laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Candice. I know. Go ahead. um, It's a beautiful day in Wisconsin. I'm going to the fair, the county fair, and I was there yesterday. And, you know, I go to this. I don't have kids, but I go because it's true Americana. You know, people who are married, walking around with their kids in a stroller, eating all this junk, cotton candy, you know, hot dog on a stick, uh, flags. I mean, it's beautiful, and I love it, and everybody's out. And, you know, you've got the GOP people making their rounds. And it's so funny because everybody keeps coming up to them and complaining about the election. And they don't want to admit that it was rigged, so they make up this or that. But I'm going to tell you something. These, to these GOP representatives up here in Wisconsin, I tell you what, people are not going to come out for midterms if you don't start speaking up against the tyranny with COVID, the scam of COVID. If you don't start talking about um, uh, CRT, well, they are talking about CRT. They have a billboard yeah. for CRT, which I think is great. They're educating. So that's good. But it's not enough to just have a billboard. You need to be very vocal about it. And you need, even though you don't think you can get a bill passed because we have a Democrat governor, yeah. like Dan says, you need to bring the argument to light. You do. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. they need to do that. Well, that's and, what they do. trying to prod them. But Candace, that's what they do. Yeah. So so what they do is yeah. they bring in they bring in. They bring an issue to light, and incrementally over years, they see. Listen, they'll take the snail pail bus because they understand that as long as they can introduce it's incremental. it, it's incremental. Yep, and that, that's how yep. they get a lot of their stuff passed. And then they go on an offensive to try to get people to to be accepting or liking um, uh, of whatever the issue that that may be. You know, so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. As I mean, we're sitting right here now with uh, Illinois Governor candidate Gary Rabine. Uh He's he's actually closer yeah. to you than he is. To us, because he's up there in McHenry, McHenry <laughs> County. McHenry so. County, Woodstock, yeah. Illinois. Yeah. Wow. So, 
Interesting. Hey, you know, in the last segment, something something we were talking about was very interesting. You know, the fact that Republicans aren't backing African Americans, Hispanics, and, and minorities in the way they should, especially the black community. Yeah. We're not yeah. seeing enough of it, right? Yeah. I got to tell you, right now we're focused on it. I mean, I've, I've talked to, to to the you know Republican Party in Illinois now. They're more focused. I've ever, I mean, I'm not sure what they were before. I'm a, I'm new in this business yeah. of politics, right? But I'm telling you right now, these these guys are are focused like never before. And you should reach out. Anybody should reach out to to. You know, to uh, these guys, Don Tracy is doing an amazing job as the new leader. Uh, you know, Derek Murphy, the kid, yeah, the young Derek. guy, he's awesome. I'm telling you, we're we're gonna we're gonna find money to yeah. run candidates in the in these so much for joining forty us. rep seats and these twenty senate seats. We want kids to yeah. to call us. anybody anybody, young people, stay at home moms, mothers of experiences that experience the craziness that they're that they're experiencing, death in their family. Reach out to the you know my yeah. my my group. You know, Raybine for governor is fine or. Republican Party for Illinois, Don Tracy or or Derek Murphy are, are all well, looking. Gary, we're looking to sponsor these people. I know. To. I've known Derek Murphy since he was a young kid. I I I, I know he gets it. Mm-hmm. I, what I hope is they allow him to to really do it the way he envisions it, because I know he. I know. I know for a fact Derek Murphy gets it. Absolutely and understands right. it and has a vision to make it happen. So Gary Raybine so, gets it too. I'm telling yeah. you right now. I, I, again, my my nephew's niece is black. Nephew's yeah. and niece is Hispanic. Right. Got every color you can think of in our family, right? Yeah. I care about all. I care about every person in the state, and we've got to get people to represent the communities that that, that, that they look like, right? They yeah. got to look like the communities. They can't be us, us putting people in these communities to run. It's got to be people from the communities. And there's never better better time than now, in my opinion. Yeah. And Gary, you know, you you get the you get the label that you're a rhino. You're you're Second Amendment. You're pro life. You're anti taxes. I, I don't get how you get the label Republican in name only. Um, you you were you were behind Trump when nobody was in this state was willing to reach their neck out to do that. How how, how do you? You know what? I I don't care what people want to yeah. label me. I, I want to bring this Republican Party together. Yeah. I I I supported Trump. Right. People say, okay, you're too far right because you support, right. support Trump. I talk to people on the far left. I, I talk to many of my friends who are the far far left Democrats. Yeah. We need to communicate as yeah. as, as a state. Our state. Is the least competitive state in the middle of the greatest country in the world. We need to communicate as Democrats, Republicans. Call, call me what you want. I know who I am. Yeah. Right. I love this country. I love this state. I love job creation, lower taxes. Yeah. I love. I love serving our families. Right. right? That makes me a, a, an Illinoisan. It makes me a Republican. Right. But bottom line is, we got to come together as a state. Republicans, Democrats alike to save the state, and we're going to lose it all. And, and why don't you, Ben? Ben from Wisconsin. You, what, what are your thoughts on Larry Elder? Oh, I wanted to tell you this, John. Larry Elder is a very intelligent person. He's going to win California. And if he swings California, boy, the Democrats will be, uh, you know, crapping in their pants. <laughs> that they would. And can you imagine, you know? can you imagine Il- California and Illinois both going red in 2022? Oh, oh, right God. now, California, but 2022 for Illinois? Hey, give me, give me a little love here, will you? Hey, John, somebody would execute Biden. Oh, good lord! I don't know. About oh that. man, I don't know about that one though. Thanks so much for calling, Ben. Um, um, what I was gonna say, uh, but yeah, but you're right because because, and I think I think we, I think we when you look at Illinois, we're, we're so factioned. There's so many factions throughout the entire state of Illinois, and. Uh, I know the downstaters. I, I've been down there a lot lately. The downstaters just feel like nobody north of I-80 really even cares about them. And 
people rarely come down there. Uh, I'll be headline. I'll be doing an, uh, a panel, a debate panel, uh, September 18th, I think it is, down there in Clay County. Um, with all the you'll be there, um, yep. all the gubernatorial guys. So, uh, speak to that. How, how how do you reach? Because you're up here. How do you reach the the, the southern part of, of Illinois? What strat? I'm not gonna say what strategy, but how do you how do you make them feel a part of Illinois? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a working class person, right? I started my business paving driveways and seal coating driveways, landscaping, right? Grew my businesses in the field by in labor. I love labor. Farmers, are, are, they love labor, okay? Yeah. When, when, I, when I look at what's going on across our, our great state, including Clay County or anywhere, we're losing jobs, 50,000 jobs a year. That means little manufacturing companies, little small businesses in, in the smallest communities in our, in our state, we're, we're losing them, okay? Yeah. We need to gain 50,000 jobs a year instead of losing 50,000 jo- jobs a year. That's crazy. We're in the best location in the middle of the greatest country in the world. That's what we're going to do to change southern Illinois, central Illinois, in, in the Chicagoland area. I don't see how you got the title of Rhino. Everything we've talked about, all of the key points, you're on top of it. Kids, family, schools, all the issues. You're conservative as far as I'm concerned, more conservative than me, even, even especially when it comes to business. Uh, maybe I didn't, I didn't hear enough about social issues from you, but I, you'll tackle it. You, you answer the questions that need to be answered to fix Illinois. So uh, all I need to know is how hard are you willing to go for it? Yeah, so, so guess what? I've, I've worked all my life mega hours. I, I love working. I, if I'm passionate about what I'm doing, every day is not a day of work. Every day is a work of passion. And, and, I, and I've worked all my life from 60 to 100 hours a week because I love what I do. I mean, it's, it's work, it's family, right? And that's it. God, God first, family next, and, and, my, and, my, and whatever I'm doing, whatever my passion lies yeah. of work or, or politics right now, right? But I'm going to outwork anybody in this race. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. But I do got... Wait, wait, I, no, 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 no. we got to go to break. Oh, but oh. I, I just want to say this. Um, I do think Genie Eyes gave you some good advice last week when you were on the show. Uh, I, I do think that you should probably add that to your repertoire about talking about, you know, what people have lost. Man, those stories, mm-hmm. they, there are thousands, tens of thousands of those stories of people who lost everything because of this leadership of this governor. Hey, you're listening to Black and White on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my friend, Verlon the Troublemaker Galloway, and, and candidate for Illinois governor, Verlon Galloway. Before, I mean, um, Gary Rayvon. What's going on, man? Are you in now, too? No, what? No, no Wait, wait, wait. Nobody's talking about you. Now you, you couldn't pay me. You are some, uh, competi- you're some serious competition. Wait, I'm trying to read. Wait, he's from Indiana, isn't he? Oh, Listen, my God. Hey. How are you, you going to do this from Indiana? Excuse me. No. Huh? I'm trying to read. I'm trying to play an audio clip. Before before I bring we bring on our next guest, I want to play... Uh, you know Jason Whitlock. Yeah. You know, he, he, I didn't realize he was conservative until, you know, he started coming after and going after people. But he gave, I think, the best breakdown and rundown of the January 6th commission. And I wanted to bring our next guest to come on and talk about it. When I lay out his bio after we play this audio, you'll understand why I wanted to bring this guy on. Here's Jason Whitlock. The January 6th investigation sideshow, dog and pony show that our politicians are running in Washington, D.C. Reading about these police officers and their tests. They are creating an America that's so detached from reality 
that I feel like I'm the alien, that I'm outside the reality that corporate media and politicians and the power structure and the puppet masters are creating. I live in a different world. They're trying to convince me, and they got four police officers, one black, one Hispanic, two white guys, and they're they're going to Capitol Hill to talk about the trauma of January the 6th. And oh my God, I was more afraid here than I was deployed in Iraq during the Capitol deal. And, and, and I'm looking at the media pretending like and still writing, oh, there were all these deaths. What a bloody battle there was at the Capitol. And the only person that died at the Capitol was Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by police. And, and he, he, he's not wrong. Joining us to discuss this is Jonathan T. Gilliam, friend of the show. Listen to this. Navy SEAL, right? FBI agent, and just all around bad dude. You don't want to walk and meet this guy in no dark alley. Uh, he, he has a podcast called The Experts. I mean, and, and he really is an expert, guys. Um, the Experts Podcast. Jonathan T. Gilliam, welcome back to Black. He's also the, an author of the book Sheep No More. Uh, go out and get that. And uh, there's a workbook to a threat assessment, defense assessment. Uh, go out and get those books. Jonathan T. Gilliam, welcome back to Black and Right. Hey, it's good to be with you, my friend. And listen, if anybody met me in a dark alley, I'd probably just give them, you know, I'd pull out a flashlight and help them find their way. <laughs> if, if a bad guy finds me in a bad alley or in a dark alley, that's going to be where the problem is. <laughs> this is so true. So what, what do you think of um, Jason Whitlock's um, analysis of, of, of this whole farce of a um, committee assignment? Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, uh, Fanon, first of all, let's talk about that guy. Uh, he looks like a drug addict. I mean, the guy never blinks. He's an actor. He dipped the entire time he was there. Yep. I don't know if people realize he yep. was dipping and swallowing it the whole time he was in there, yeah. um, which is, you know, I grew up in Arkansas. I know a lot of my buddies dip, but that's the grossest thing I've ever seen and very disrespectful. Right. Especially and, in Congress. Uh, Everybody was fake crying. Uh, you had the one guy who, you know, was the biggest guy there um, and was making it sound like because a, a woman called him the N-word, which we don't know if that actually happened right. or not. But and he had no problem saying that word, uh, right, as offensive right. as it is. Right. He said it like five times. Right. Um, he, he said he was so traumatized that he's still in therapy. Now, I don't know what world he works in as a police officer, but most cops I know are called that that are black uh, numerous times throughout the day um, mm. by people, uh, mostly other black guys yeah. uh, or, or black women. Yeah. And I don't know how that traumatized this guy so much, but the whole thing, this is what it boils down to. Um, the, the guy you had speaking there, absolutely right, but this is what it boils down to. Just like the fake dossier that they used uh, against Trump, they bring these guys in there, they say what they want to say, and then they turn around and use their testimony as evidence. Yep. That's all that yep. is. Mm. Yep. It's, not, it's not like they could, they could say whatever they want, they're going to use it for testimony, and they said exactly what they were coached to say. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I got this really short clip. I think I personally think this is what it's really about, and it pertains to Pelosi and um, Congresswoman Elise Stanfinick. Stanfinick. Stefanik, she Stephonic. said, Stefanik, Stefanik, 
Uh, and, and when we come back from the break, I want to get your assessment of. So I'm going to play the audio clip now. And when we come back from the break, I want to get you. you I want to hear what you have to say about this because I really believe, and that's the one of the reasons why Jim Jim Banks was let off. That's one of the reasons why they didn't want Jim Jordan. They didn't want any dissent, anybody that can call out this foolishness for what it is. That's why they picked Adam Kinzinger and Lynn Cheney. And here we go. This is um, Congresswoman Stefanik. It is a fact that on that in December of 2020, Nancy Pelosi was made aware of potential security threats to the Capitol and she failed to act. It is a fact that the U.S. Capitol Police raised concerns and rather than providing them with the support and resources they needed and they deserved, she prioritized her partisan political optics over their safety. Jonathan T. Gillian, when we return from break, I want you to break that down because I know that I listen. I know how you think. I'm sure that's part of the, the reasoning as to how you believe what happened in the Capitol happened. Uh, you listen to the black and right. We'll be right back. This is black and right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Sub no. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, Sean. What you got? What you got? I'm starting to like your music. Oh, you are? Yes, I am. It's rubbing off on me, even the even the opener. See? I I I knew it would. Um join that voice you just heard was Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway. We're also joined by um candidate for governor. Gary Rabine for the state of Illinois. Uh, if you if you just if you if you weren't joining us before the break, we were talking with Jonathan T. Gilliam, uh, for U.S. Navy SEAL member, FBI special agent. Uh, he has the, the the podcast called The Experts. Go download it. Uh, whatever if you if you have Apple or uh, that other thing, uh, I don't speak the name of that other thing uh, with the Google Store. Uh, <laughs> go download the the, ex, the podcast, The Experts, and also go buy his books, guys. Sheep no more. I'm telling you, I got it. I read it. It's a great book, um, but Jonathan, what are you? What are your thoughts about P- Pelosi dropping the ball? Her and the mayor of DC really dropping the ball, and I personally think it might have been intentional. Your thoughts? Well, listen, nothing she does is not intentional. Everything she does is intentional, and she didn't drop the ball. I mean, she and the rest of them. They knew, see, what the left does, okay, what everybody has to realize is that the left is a war-fighting machine. I hate to, you know, break it to everybody, but the left uh, actually uh, has done an amazing job at subverting uh, and basically overthrowing our entire government and pushing it further and further to the left. And Nancy Pelosi uh, and what happened on January 6th has more to do with that actual thing, people being angry at the government, and that's why they showed up to protest while other people went in and took it a step further, which I didn't agree with. But um, they knew what was going to happen. They knew whether they goaded people in there or what. They knew that once people got in there, if they were angry enough, they would do something, and they can use anything. They don't care if something gets destroyed. Right. They don't care. They can always use that against not only Trump, but against us. And people need to realize it's not just that they hate Trump. They hate conservatives. Yeah. They hate the Constitution. Yeah. How you doing, Mr. Gilliam? When do people... Okay. When will, how you doing? This is Verlon Galloway. How, when will people wake up? This is just another bone thrown to the woke crowd. 
I mean, election after election, going far back as I don't know what, president after president, they use the same playbook, race. This is just going back to the playbook, and they're using this black officer, the Latino officer, and they're using them for race purposes. Listen, if you can't take the N-word, you don't need to be a police officer. I mean, I know regular police officers that have been through way more than that. I mean, seeing death and destruction out on the street. So please miss me with the N-word and you're crying on cue. You know, you're just crying on cue. I wonder if they're paid extra. They get a bonus for going up there testifying and crying on cue. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, yeah. please, when will people wake up? They did it with Trump recently. They did it with Kavanaugh. Now they're doing it with these black officers and Latino officers. When do you think people are going to wake up and see this dog and pony show for what it is? So I think a lot of people see it for what it is. I, I think if you want a good example, you know, look at Twitter, look at look at uh, my um, the, the responses, the troll responses, the leftist responses to the things that I say or, or other people. Huckabee is a perfect example. Yeah. Greatest guy in the world. You look at the vile stuff on there. But the reality is, I think a lot of people in this nation, at least half, see what's going on. The problem is they they don't know what to do. They don't right. know how to act. January 6th is a perfect example. You have 200,000 or more people show up for the right reason, a couple of people go in there and do some nefarious things, and everybody's vilified. And so people are afraid of losing their job, of, of, of losing their freedom. Um, and I'm worried and very concerned that in order for those people to actually step forward and take action, it's going to have to get worse. Right. Unfortunately, that's the way I see it, you know. And one of the things I'm doing, I started a thing called the Free Territory Alliance. People can go to FTANation.com. And I'm going to go around. I'm going to be in Illinois here pretty soon, but I'm going to Arizona, Arkansas, all over the place for the purpose of getting all these patriot groups and these rallies that happen so together so that people can stop patting themselves on the back, going home, oh my and God. doing nothing. Yes. And so we can get everybody together on one page. And then when you, we need phone calls, when we need letters written, when, when the GOP needs pressure on it so that they yeah. will do something, yeah. we can do that together. Yeah. Hey, Jonathan, what, 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 what about the, the FBI's role in, in this January 6th? Because they, they were involved well before January 6th. And right. I know there was like pipe bond found and things of that nature. What was what were their role and why were they? I understand the investigative aspect of it, but you do you think they're trying to hide some of that role that they had in this? Listen, I mean, I, I think okay when you look at the FBI or any law enforcement uh, agency, you have to realize that you know a lot of people in there are good people. Yeah. I, I still talk to people all the time; they're great people. Yeah, but things are changing. And, or as they used to say in the movies, things are a changing, yeah. you know, they're, things are bad. Like you look in Michigan, you had 12 informants, which are actually actors of the government when they are doing yeah. things for the government yeah. involved in this in creating a plot to kidnap the governor there. And then the agent that was in charge ends up beating up his wife after a, a sex party. And so that's the type of FBI we're dealing with in Washington, D.C. Wow. Hey, I want to hold you over for one more segment because um, I don't know if you saw the major cities chief um, report on the summer of 2020. Uh, I think it was a damning report when it comes to 
the difference in how they're highlighting January 6th compared to what happened during the summer riots of 2020. More with Jonathan T. Gilliam when we get back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Verlon, the troublemaker Galloway, and Gary Rabine, candidate for governor for the state of Illinois. Uh, if you just joined us, we, we were talking with, and we still are talking with, um, Jonathan T. Gilliam. Uh, go out and get his book, Sheep No More. Um, I love the fact, I love what you said, what, what he's getting ready to do. With, I believe it's called FTA. Um, and Jonathan, uh, Gary Rabine, during the break, he had something that he wanted to talk to you about, Jonathan. Gary? Jonathan, thank you for your service. Thank you for being a leader, buddy. We appreciate you, first of all. Second of all, uh, you know, I I was uh, myself and some friends got together and we had Trump rallies out here in Illinois and we had some big ones. It started out with a thousand, then a couple thousand, ended up to be eight eight thousand plus people at our Trump rallies. Okay, and uh, so we so we knew that you know many Illinoisans love this guy. But bottom line is, uh, we've got those lists of people and they're strong and they and and they they're they're strong conservatives. Um, and we'd love to love to take that list with your list when you come to town ahead of time and make sure we get plenty of plenty of. uh, People out there for your rallies, okay. So, any way we can help on that, please. I want to. I want to partner with you on that, okay. You got it, absolutely. And I know I saw I'm, I'm part of a Facebook group there uh, in Illinois where they had um, uh, just kind of a spontaneous rally there a couple of weeks ago, and you guys had like 400 people there. I think it was in Will County, and uh, that's amazing. That's yeah. what has to happen. But the problem is, here's the big thing, okay. Whether it's the mask mandate. CRT, you hate your governor, you hate your mayor, it's all the same problem. And that's what we have to realize. That's why it means a lot for you to say that uh, about me coming there and helping out is that we have to realize across the nation, it's not just your state, it's not just New York, it's also in the South. Look at what they're doing at the border. They're letting people come across the border, COVID positive, and then they're shifting them into places. Right. At the same time, they're locking us down. That's because it's a leftist, subversive and now overt movement to really overtake this nation. Yeah. And that's what we have to stand against. And everybody needs to stand together. And that's what we have to start getting people to do. Yeah. And we, we need to do it with information as well, though. You know, sometimes we come we, we got to have we have to make sure we have the right information and not a lot of the spookyism information that's out there. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about. The, the major cities chiefs um, report that they did. If you if you haven't found it, go to majorcitychiefs.com. Um, what, what they show, you know, we hear all this about this right, violent, far right extremists. They found more far violent, far left extremists, seventy eight percent compared to fifty one percent of far right. But all we hear about is the far right. Now I want to just really quickly, I want to go down, go a few things with you. There ninety percent of the of the people who were protesting were out of state. Twenty nine percent of those were paid protesters. Uh, when you look at how many people were there were two thousand three hundred eighty five looting incidents in the summer of twenty twenty six hundred twenty four arson incidents. Ninety seven police cars burned. Two thousand police officers injured. Jonathan, in forty five seconds, please sum up for me. How how are we paying so much more attention to what happened January six compared to what happened to the summer of twenty twenty? Well, because that's what they want. They own the media. 
They own politics, uh, and they and so the echo chambers push that out. But I did a poll yesterday on uh, Twitter, and it's very it's very disheartening, but it's true. I said, who do, who scares you? Who do you think you could be at risk of being attacked by the most? White supremacists, black youth, police, or Islamic terrorists? Seventy three percent said black youth. Wow. Now that's very interesting because when you think about what the news is saying yeah. versus what's actually happening out there. You see that not only is crime being misrepresentative, but the people in those areas in the inner city are not being taken care of by the very yeah. people who are exploiting them. Jonathan, really quickly, where can people find you? Got you got to follow his Twitter, especially his Twitter. Where can people find you? Jay Gilliam underscore Steel on Twitter. Just go to JonathanTGilliam.com. You'll get everything. And also FCANation.com. Yeah. Jonathan Gilliam, thanks so much for joining Black and Right again. You know I appreciate you. When you come to Illinois, let me know. I will, I will right. definitely Hey do guys, Gary Vallon, thanks for joining us. See you next Thank week, you. guys.